0: This is Sean Douglas, founder of The Growth Lab, and if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend Brandon Straza on The Mastermind Effect.
1: You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of the Growth Lab, Sean Douglas. He talks about hushing the inner bully. Sean explains how we go from education being a chore to being a privilege, and Sean lets us know when you tap into a mastermind with people on a journey, you get to tap into the experiences. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today to help us do this, we have got the founder of The Growth Lab, Sean Douglas. Sean, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much, Brandon, it's great to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, when the uh, listeners realize all the gold bombs, truth bombs, knowledge bombs that you are dropping out there today, and they want to reach out to you and and learn more and possibly even work with you, what is the best way personally or socially that they can reach out to you?
0: Absolutely. We are at thegrowthlab.fun, and you can always reach out to me on social media. It's Sean Douglas, and Douglas has two S's. And Sean is spelled the correct way,
1: S-H-A-W-N. Yeah, because he, what he's really saying is I didn't spell it the correct way, and he's absolutely correct on there. I haven't missed it since, but Sean and I met recently at a mastermind, and, and Sean's got his own mastermind that we're going to probably get into today, or at least I hope so. And, you know, It is called the mastermind effect, and I want you, when you're listening to and looking to level up with whomever it is, one of the first questions you should ask is, who are you learning from? what mastermind are you in? And if the some person comes back and says, man, I'm too busy. We're just growing so much. I just don't have the time. I, I've been there. I've had that. I've had that excuse. But I recently interviewed someone that said the same thing. And uh, I don't know if that interview is actually going to hit the airways. That if they're just too busy, they're a coach, they've got a mastermind not to learn from other people. Not cool, man. Not cool.
0: I would totally agree. If if you are not learning, then how can you teach? Yeah. It's, it's a pretty basic concept.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So wanted to throw that one out there. I know we usually just dive right into it, but wanted to uh, give you a little context on Sean and I as we might have a little, um, you know, back and forth today. And then also the guys learning from other amazing uh, result leaders. You've heard them before, AJ and Michael Faber, the Unleash You family. So check Sean out at the Growth Lab. All right, man. Let's dive into this. You know, when you and I were younger, our ability to learn, you know, in the last five years has really changed. So when we were younger, it's textbooks, teachers, then it's friends, family, our coworkers, people around us, but that's really a sliver, you know, of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today?
0: Well, obviously, as you said, um, and that's a great question. We go from this, this idea of it being a chore to it being an, a privilege. I don't know if you experienced, when I was in high school, I hated education, education, the schooling, the, the roteness of it, the formality of it, the, almost like it wasn't even for a purpose other than to fill my head with somebody else's ideas and agendas. And, and as you grow, you get to choose who you learn from and you get to choose what you learn. And the really cool thing about social media and about um, technology as, as technology has, as grown is we have so many different ways that we can learn and the pandemic has um i think highlighted that that even being stuck at home we still have so much information available to us in so many ways that we can learn and grow
1: yeah absolutely and i love that i was writing that down we go from education being a chore to being a privilege you know and how that's that is so so true and you know i had probably almost two decades have just stopped learning. I dislike school so much that I thought any form of learning was like being forced upon me in my twenties and early to mid thirties. Now I created successful companies around that, but like, gosh, where would I be, you know, if I had actually realized the privilege of continuing to learn from others are out there. It's
0: true. One of our family values is, is that learning is should be fun. And it was so important for us that we paid for our kids to go to a private school because we wanted them to learn at an early age. We wanted them to learn how to learn and we wanted them to learn the love of learning and not just what to learn.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's brilliant. And uh, love that message on there. You know, talking about learning and just taking in information, we have more ways than take it in than ever before. And it, it can be overwhelming if you think about it with all the different social platforms that are out there. Some people... They learn from mentors, accountability buddies, masterminds, coaches, online courses lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect with them?
0: Well, as you mentioned, I'm part of the Unleash You Now family with Michael Faber and AJ Bassard. And being a part of that group has been phenomenal. And really, I met Michael in a group on Facebook. We connected, we started chatting, we ended up, we ended up on a Zoom call. Uh, He did a happy hour. We hung out for a while. Uh, And then one thing led to another, saw some things that he was doing, was really impressed, love his insight. I love the way he looks at business, the way that he is authentic and real. Uh, And that to me was a person that I wanted to invest in and wanted to be investing in me.
1: Yeah, no, It's and that. that, there you go. You want to invest in them and you want them to invest in you. And definitely AJ and Michael, how they go about it, the family environment, but then the actual items that they create is an amazing way out there. So, you know, being in a mastermind is unbelievably helpful. Sometimes, you know, we as humans, we get stuck in our head and we don't know how to execute. You know, we're still going through a pandemic, but to me, it's causing a reset in how we're able to accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you get unstuck when you're looking to accomplish you know, and look around corners? What have masterminds done to help you? Great question. It,
0: it allows you to tap into other people's experience and it allows you to learn from other people's mistakes. It's silly for us to go through and make the same mistakes that everybody before us has made. How much time are we wasting and how much progress is hindered because we want to do it on our own? you know the american way you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you have to you have to do it all on your own you know that independence of an american that and then we end up making the same mistake or we end up you know the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result but we do that we we try and we fail and then we try again and fail and then we try again and we fail and we never look outside of ourselves to figure out what the heck it is that we need to change so that we can up level and push through that barrier. And when you tap in to a mastermind, when you connect with other people who are growth minded, who are on a journey, who want to go and make progress, you tap into their experience and you can learn and you don't have to repeat those mistakes over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you're you're taking the words, you know, the opening, you know, you know, we we learn from others' experiences, my opening line as as we're entering the show, and it's absolutely true. Like, why wouldn't you want to see around a corner? Why wouldn't you want to, you know, bend bullets and not step in a landmine? And that's the power of a mastermind. That's the power uh, of, of the Growth Lab. And we're going to get into that. You know, masterminds have been around for a hot minute, to say the least. Probably the first one, if you think about it, was the apostles. Love it. And then Benjamin Franklin creates the thing called the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club. And then there's this guy, Napoleon Hill. He writes a book, he kind of rounds it out on what a mastermind is. As there continues to be a huge boom in self-education, where do you see the parallels going between standard education and self-education?
0: The parallels, I really think the biggest parallel is that they both have a goal and that's about where it stops. (laughs) And, and, And this may be brutal, But self-education is all about what do I want? What are my goals? What are my desires? And formal education is all about what are the goals and desires of society? Now, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Four Agreements, but in The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about the domestication of man and that when we're born, We're born with this ability to dream and we dream outside of the box. We dream according to our own desires. And you know, if you're talking to your kids and you're, you, they have this amazing imagination and and they can dream of things and they think about what it is that their heart desires. What is their purpose? And as we grow, society domesticates us and they teach us to dream society's dream and they begin to limit us and put put us in a box, and so really, there's a huge difference between self education and formal education.
1: I love what you said right there, and, and you know, the one thing with self education, we t- or I should say standardized education, it's it's to fit us in a box, to become a bee in a hive, to do a specific job or a, you know work a cog, and and we don't take the child out of the the children. It, it's it's. How, how we kind of go about it. But with, with self-education, it's like you get to put the child back, you know, you get to put the child back in you. And, and that's not a bad thing because you start thinking of things and what's possible of what you want and to solve a problem and to create something that someone else is like, oh, you think outside the box. And I look at them like, no, I don't. There is no box. Like, why do I have to sit there and say, I think outside of a box? I just don't have a box around me. People that I hang out with, Sean, doesn't live in a box. Let me tell you, the guy's got a few animals. That's more of a, a little fun one with him, but hey. Self-education is yeah, is unpacking that box. It's yeah. it's taking the limits
0: away. You know, society and the norms are all about limiting what what we are, who we are, you know, that you have to play it safe, that you have to fit within this society of the the house with the white picket fence, the two and a half kids, the the three quarters of a dog, you know, all, all of those, those norms and self-education is about removing those limits and unpacking that box.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, talking about just people in general and people that you work with, typically when someone invests in their future, they've got a better than vague idea. I mean, I always sit there and say the best return on your investment above the housing market, above the stock market, because you can't control those is yourself. You can control, you can control that ROI in yourself. What should someone expect when they decide to invest in you and you invest in them? What should they expect when they're working with the the, the Growth Lab?
0: Well, the Growth Lab itself is really unlike anything I've seen before. And, uh, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because it truly is different than your typical membership. And that's how we've designed the Growth Lab. The Growth Lab is a mastermind, but it's in a membership format. And so when somebody joins the growth lab, the number one thing that they can expect is they can expect connection. We are a small intimate group of of growth minded people who all want to encourage and build up and hold accountable our other lab partners. And it's all about what do you want in life and how can we build supports around you to help you get there?
1: Now, you say small and intimate. Are you guys meeting weekly, monthly, yearly? How is that going? If you wouldn't mind just giving a little bit more behind the scenes so people can understand that.
0: Sure. We have a unique format. We primarily, most of our interaction right now is done via Zoom and and Facebook. I mean, it's virtual. But- we have a monthly topic that we, that we work on, and we have a monthly book that we study. So January, we looked at James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. We did a deep dive into that book. I provide a, a weekly teaching on the book, and then we have open office hours where people can come in and ask questions. We can work together on things that they're working on. Maybe they're working on a marketing project. Maybe they're working on Facebook ads. Maybe they're, they're having an issue with their kid, and they just need a place to vent or a relationship thing that they're going through. So we have open office hours for people to pop in and hang out and talk through things that they're working on. And then we have a weekly happy hour. Happy hour, it's kind of funny. When we first launched happy hour, I tried to do, let's start with a philosophical question. And I hit so much resistance on that. It was like, dude, you called me here for happy hour. I was like, okay, noted. We will not do anything serious during happy hour. Yeah. And really, happy hour is just a place to connect, unwind, talk about industry things, just chill. It's really like sitting at the bar with your best friend and talking and, and having support. So we have those options. And like I said, every month we're, we're studying a book. So we started with James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. Then we went to the Four Agreements. We just finished the Four Agreements in February in the month of March, we're looking at uh, Gay Hendrix The Big Leap, which is an absolute phenomenal
1: book if you've not read it. All right. I mean, listen to all the books that he just said that he gave you and said, this is what they're doing and this is how they connect. So I would definitely recommend at least if not checking out all, checking out one of those books. And that last one that you mentioned, what was that again? So they can hear it. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. There you go. Awesome. Appreciate you sharing that with us. You know, I feel that people, they have a way of surprising us from time to time. And this is really in the the realm of the people that you're working with that are part of the the growth lab. Give us a success story of what was possible and what the outcome was because someone went through your mastermind, your coaching style. Let us know. You know, I mean, if you can give names and uh, details, great. If not, we have to be a little more broad, no big deal. But give us a success story.
0: Well, I can think of multiple examples and and they all they're all around one theme and it's taking action. When people get together and they have accountability and they feel encouraged and they have the resources that they need, they start taking action towards the goals that they say they have in their life. How many times have we set a goal and then we don't do anything with it because we're afraid, because we don't feel like we're good enough, because we we feel like we don't know how to get there or what to do. But when you when you hire a personal trainer, when you go to the gym and you hire a personal trainer, things become more real, right? It's I then have a plan, but not only do I have a plan, I have somebody that's gonna look at me, they're gonna look at my form, they're gonna give me the things to do, they're gonna, when, I, when I'm when i not showing up, they're gonna say, hey, Sean, where are you? Why are you still in bed? Get your ass to the gym, right? So being in a mastermind gives you that, that benefit.
1: Yeah, so in essence, that mastermind saying, get your ass to the happy hour, get your ass to the office hours, to the, you know, to the weekly meetup, monthly meetup, whatever that is at the end of the day because you're paying to be there and someone's gonna sit there and hold you accountable and say, hey, where are you at? Take action. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. I think you have motivators and you have activators, you know, thought leaders, result leaders. Like it's great to get motivated. It's great to have a thought, but at the end of the day, you want action and results and the right mastermind, the right group of people that Sean puts together is looking to have actionable, repeatable results. Would you would you sit there and say like, that's one of your biggest things that you push towards is having actionable, repeatable results? Absolutely. yeah, Without a doubt. Yeah. And that's a big thing. So when you're looking for that coach, you're looking for that mastermind, what's actionable, what's repeatable, what are the results that we can expect out of this? Now you have to hold yourself accountable. It's not just a one-sided conversation. If someone pays for a six-month mastermind, all of a sudden this, I didn't get anything. Did you implement, did you work with the people in there? It is not a one-sided conversation. One of the reasons why, we're creating the success finder. So, you know, when, when I work with my coaches and I talk with people like Sean and AJ and Michael, you know, we talk about success and, and what does it take to be successful? And just a few things that we talk about on the solo show in the regards to success of what it takes to create it is mentorship, willingness to fail, experimentation, partnerships, willingness to define success. Because once you have defined success, you in essence have defined failure. And that's why so many of us get away from that because we're like, I don't want to because then I know that I failed. What do you feel is a key attribute when it comes to being successful?
0: I think curiosity. I think there's two. It's curiosity and um, refusing to hold judgment. So what do do I mean by that? Curiosity, it's meaning that you're willing to look at things from every different angle and you're willing to step out and try and try and try and try, whether it's comfortable or not. And then when I say refuse to hold on to judgment, it means that when you fail, because you're going to fail, and I hate that word fail because I don't think that failure exists, that you're not going to hold on to those negative emotions attached to that. You're not going to attach any meaning to it other than that that didn't work and we're going to try something different.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know, different people look at failure different ways, whether it exists, it doesn't exist, or is it just you learned a way not to do it again? You know, definition sanity is doing the same thing over and over again. So once if something does not work, rinse, repeat, replace certain items of it and see what can make that happen. See what can make that possible.
0: James Wedmore says that uh, there is no such thing as failure. He says you either get the result
1: that you wanted or you learn the lesson that you needed. Mm, There you go. And sometimes when there is a success, I think what we need to realize, sometimes successes aren't the right kind of successes. I'll give you a quick example real quick. Playing Russian roulette, six bullets, or I'm sorry, five bullets, six, you know, and you've got however the chambers are. Well, just because you won doesn't mean you really won. So you need to hold yourself accountable by having the right people around you. So you make sure that when you win Russian roulette, figuratively speaking, you aren't continuing to play Russian roulette. For sure. Throw that one out there. All right, a few more questions as we're getting ready to come to the end here. I feel that when when we go to a doctor, we hear a politician, or we go to a mastermind or coach, we find transference of risk. They transfer the risk. A doctor sits there and will prescribe this medication for you, but not for his own family. A politician can send your child off to, to war, but not gonna send their child off to war. And a coach, sometimes will sit there and say, I haven't done this before, but hey, I'm gonna transfer the risk, see how it works out for one of my clients. How do you in the Growth Lab keep from transferring risk when you're working with your clients?
0: That's a really interesting question. I've never thought about asking somebody to do something that I haven't done. I think, I think you're always in a dangerous spot when you're, you're encouraging people to do things that you haven't done. But as a coach, I think there's a difference between coaching and mentorship. When you're mentoring somebody, obviously you're taking them down a path that you've already been. And, and that's a, that's a skill set. When you're working from a coaching perspective, you really are leading people and drawing out of people the solutions and the ideas that they already have within themselves. So when I'm coaching somebody, I'm never telling them, you need to go do this or you need to try this. It's always from the frame of mind and the understanding that When I'm coaching Sally, Sally already has the answers within her. You know, when we talk about education, which is really what coaching is, coaching is the purest form, I believe, of education. And education comes from that word educo, which means to draw out from. It means that we already believe when we enter into a coaching relationship with a client, they already have the answers. And I'm providing the perspective and the questions to help draw those things out of them. So being a transfer of risk, I, I'm not telling you to go do anything as a coach. I'm asking guided questions. I'm asking you to look at things from a different perspective. And then I'm asking you to make a commitment to a way forward.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I love and appreciate how you how you frame that. And you know, between mentorship, between coaching. And a lot of the time the answer is let's say, so let's say Sean's sitting here and he co- he's coaching me and I'm always learning from people like Sean. Like I got to learn from Sean here a few weeks ago. I get to learn from him today. That's why I love this podcast. You know, I, you sit there and you extrapolate what's already inside of me to just kind of help me along. Like I probably already have the answer and what needs to happen. And that's what some of the best coaches do is they're just pulling that out and reframing it. So you're like, oh my gosh, how didn't I see that? It was in front of me the whole time. It It is. And a lot of times what coaches do,
0: what we do as coaches and mentors is we hold that space of belief. When you don't have belief in yourself, we hold a space and we allow you to borrow our belief because we believe that you can achieve whatever it is that you've said you want to achieve. And so we loan that to you. We say, here, I believe in you. It's much like when you're learning to ride a bike, you get on a bike and you're scared. As a little kid, most of the time, uh, at least I was, maybe I was just a different and a scaredy cat, but I was afraid, you know, because the gravity thing is, is weird. And so you get on there and you borrow the belief from somebody else that you can actually do that. Typically, it's an older sibling or your parents, and they help you gain belief in yourself so that you can reach that goal of riding a bike. And in coaching, it's no different.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I gotta, you know, I wanna bring that and, and say why that is so unbelievably true. And you gave an amazing analogy there. When we were trying to teach our son to ride his bike a few years ago, we're out on the concrete and he could sense my fear of, oh my gosh. And my, I'm just like constantly like my back cause trying to hold the bike up. And he could sense that fear. Finally, we're just like, all right, we're not gonna get this. So we took him in the backyard, you got grass. We gave him a few pushes. We're like, hey, buddy, we're, I'm just going to go inside. You figure it out. This is on you. You got grass. So if you fall, no big deal. When he realized mom and dad aren't here anymore, well, wait a minute. They must think I'm going to be okay. It wasn't five minutes. And he's like, daddy. And I'm watching out the window. Like, I still have the fear. I'm still watching. He just couldn't see me. It was done. And that's what the best coach does is say, hey, listen, we're going to take you out the concrete. We're going to put you on the grass. And now you're going to go ride your bike. I love it. So all right, you know. Typically, there's, there's new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's easy to win when the world is winning. You know, it's like it's just a flood of great ideas and great things happening. But ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze. The world's still feeling the squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you?
0: Absolutely. We're hosting our first live event in August called Growth Lab Live, which is going to be absolutely phenomenal. It's an all-inclusive, immersive event where we invite people to come to headquarters in Northwest Ohio and join us for a weekend of what we call connection, growth, and shenanigans. If you know me, if you know anything about my family, if you know anything about the people that I hang out with, fun is a priority. Yeah. So growth is great. And business is is wonderful but if you can't have fun in life then what is the purpose so we're going to invite people to come and join us for a weekend we're going to grow we're going to we're going to dig deep into some stuff but we're also going to have a lot of fun and i'm i'm super stoked about hosting that that our very first live event we're also getting ready to open the doors again to the growth lab because we are a closed membership and we only open the doors a couple times a year and that's gonna happen middle of April. And if people wanna get on the waiting list for that, they can go to um, the fund, and the wait list is there. We would love to answer any questions or we would love to have them a part of the group. It's going to be an amazing year.
1: And I think, I'm pretty certain I'll have to take a look, but you put that on your intake form for the success finder. So people will be able to find it through that as well. So, absolutely, awesome, awesome. All right, last one. What is a tip, a tactic? An actionable item that if someone implemented that over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they'd see a real impact on their personal or business life. That's an easy one. So you know this, you know that I
0: have a saying called hush the inner bully. It's my mantra. We, Brandon, we all have a voice on the inside. We all have that voice that tells us we're not enough. Whatever that enough is for you, you're not smart enough, you're not rich enough, uh, you're not tall enough you're not good looking enough you're not skinny enough whatever the enough is fill in the blank and if we truly want to grow and if we truly want to experience life in the fullest we have to become aware of that voice and then we have to learn to reprogram that voice so my challenge over the next 90 days is that you begin to become aware of what you say to yourself on a regular basis
1: yeah uh, it's 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 so important i had a conversation the following week, because I was wearing that with family and they're like, oh, what's that? And we had a pretty nice 10, 15 minute in-depth conversation about one's inner bully because they saw it on my wrist and I just kept kind of kept snapping it and playing with something that was on my wrist. But I urge you, I want you to look look into Sean. When he talks about hush and the inner bully, man, it's such an impact when you really realize that and then you surround yourself with the right people in the right order and the Growth Lab sean and his family those are the right people those are the right order and they will get you those actionable results we've got the founder of the growth lab sean douglas sean thanks for uh thanks for coming on the show today
0: brandon thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it absolutely
1: thank you for listening to the mastermind effect your secret weapon for personal development if you enjoyed the show please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.